0: Everyone and welcome to the Business Shower Podcast, a podcast giving business owners the opportunity to shine. I am your host Kelly Edwards, and today we have a very special guest. We have uh, Miss Terry Baker from Logistics with Style and Grace. Terry, how are you doing today? I'm doing
1: great. I'm excited to be here and to uh, be your second interview. I'm
0: excited. Yes, you are my second guest. I'm so excited about this. So tell our listeners who you are and um, what your business does.
1: Uh, Again, as you already said, I am Terry Baker and my business is Logistics with Style and Grace. And what it is, is a corporate event planning business. Um, And the reason why I decided to segue into corporate events is because you have so many so many event planners out here, like everybody probably knows at least two or three in your family. You know what I mean? And I had to find a way to differentiate myself from just being the person who can plan uh, someone's shower or, or, you know, any type of celebratory event. Um, Even though I enjoy doing those types of events, I think that, especially in this day and age of so many people um, going into entrepreneurship, that it's important to provide a service of corporate level event planning. Because, again, there are a lot of logistics that come involved with planning something on a more corporate level that a lot of people don't have. And um, from being in this business for a long time, working for a corporate, you know, Fortune 500, I'm bringing that level of skills to my business. So that's how I decided to start my own um, but I'm planning business.
0: Okay, that's good. Um, you know, we—I think we both have the same background when it comes to working in corporate America for so many years, and then you know we transition into entrepreneurship. So we'll, right. we'll we'll dig into that a little bit later. But um, right. So um, how did the the whole idea and concept come about?
1: Um, again, the the concept came about because I just again. I was interested in providing a service to small businesses. And again, being able to leverage my corporate experience into my own business, it was kind of a no brainer for me because it wasn't something that I felt I needed to do a lot of research on. Because again, I have done it for so long on a corporate level that I was pretty confident that I would be able to bring those skills to someone who on on a smaller scale for entrepreneurs, as well as, you know, even smaller corporate businesses, right? Um, so I would say that's how it came about. Again, just looking for something to, to to find my niche, right? And that my niche, of course, was a business. And then I just had to concentrate on what size businesses. So I, I, I'd have to say that's how it all started.
0: So do you think your education and um your background experience helped you get started? Like oh absolutely. What, okay. So let's dig into that a little bit deeper. Um what uh what degree do you hold?
1: I have a bachelor's in marketing, bachelor's of science in marketing.
0: Okay. So how did that help you um get started in your business?
1: Uh, to be, again, as a, as a marketing major back in school, you had to learn how to identify your potential customer, right? And once you identify that target and that customer, then you have to start thinking about how you're going to market to them. How do you speak to them? What what are they looking for? And how do you go about, um, expressing that and finding that information? So that's how I think I'd have to say that I used my, experience with school and learning about marketing and, and advertising as well and kind of bridging those two together um and again and, and identifying what who my target would be and how do I speak to them so that's definitely how I put my degree to use and, and still doing that to this day you know going back and remembering I can still go back and look at old papers that I wrote on my computer you know looking in at how you know the how you do a marketing plan and a marketing mix and finding out, again, your, the strengths, the weaknesses of business and, and all, that, all that type of information to, again, make sure that I'm going after my client in the right way. Okay.
0: okay. Um, so what do you most enjoy about being an entrepreneur? Uh,
1: I think the flexibility. You know, um, you can decide how long you want to work. Yes. what days you want to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, your your own hours. Um, just, I'd have to say again, that it's just the flexibility of it, okay. you know, um, not being on anyone's time schedule and not, and, and more importantly, not having to worry about your security, you know, because we all know that in the times that we live in, there was a time when you could be at jobs for 20, 30 years or, you know, 10, 15 uh, those are no more, you know. So as an entrepreneur, you, you're you're in charge of your own destiny. So I think that's what I like about it the most.
0: I love that. Being in charge of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what do you feel is the hardest part about it?
1: Uh, probably staying motivated because, again, you don't have anyone who you're reporting into. You know, I, I don't have anyone who I have to concern myself with saying, oh, I need to be to work by nine o'clock. And if I don't, you know, you know, what I mean, dealing with, you know, being reprimanded for not working a certain number of days because I decided I want to take a week off. Right. So I think um, just being able to manage your schedule in a way as if you do have someone to be accountable for because at the end of the day you're accountable for yourself and how successful your business will be so the failure you cannot blame on anyone else because you're the one who who has to drive it so I think that's probably the, the most challenging part of it is waking up with the mind frame that I am my business and if I want my business to be successful I have to be motivated to do what needs to be done
0: and it's so interesting that you say that because I, I feel like that. And when I first started, you know, you and I talked and I was just like, how do we stay motivated to do it? Because, you know, I'm just getting right. and I got all this time. So it, it definitely is hard to get up, but right. you put yourself on the schedule. It definitely is. Um, it definitely is worth it. So right. with that being said, was there any part of your life uh, you knew that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? like uh,
1: you know. Not really. I, I think that, you know, I, I believe that God allows certain things to happen to get you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought of myself as just being a, a an entrepreneur and just having my own business and never doing anything else um, because I do have other interests that don't necessarily involve, you know, me being an entrepreneur, I still would like to have um, an additional job until this business is booming to the point where I don't have to. So, but I also believe because I know what my gift is and I slept on it a long time, you know, because I I was doing event planning even while I was still working a nine to five job. And I knew how seamless it was for me. I knew I enjoyed it. I knew I was always the person that people were calling on to plan things because I'm I'm, I'm meticulous about everything and detailed, and you know. Um, so when it, when you know you're living in your are walking in your gift, then you realize, well, you know, maybe you know, maybe this entrepreneur thing might work, right? And especially if I'm able to do what I enjoy doing and and make money at the same time. Because I believe if you if you're doing what you love, the money will come. So I try not to worry so much about, you know, how much I'm making or not making. Right. I know that I have a passion for what I'm doing and I enjoy it. So the money isn't as important. And I and again, I trust that it'll eventually come.
0: And that usually does. That is that does happen <laughs> so uh-huh. it does happen when it when you come to you your business doing what you love okay right. Um, all right so um what is the biggest uh pain point that you have uh been dealing with with your business these days these COVID days
1: oh uh, I think probably like a lot of people and, and especially because I'm not selling a product right I'm selling a service yes and how do you pivot with that, right? I mean, we can do these Zoom calls for events. I I have a lot of emails that I get of different um, small business associations that I'm involved with. And, you know, they're doing all these Zooms, right? But that doesn't, all that is, is we're just on a Zoom call with 10 people around and we're talking, right? And there's exchange going on. But that's not the type of events that I want to do, right? Right. I am into providing experiences. Again, because that kind of aligns with my background. You know, working for a you know a, a big um organization. I have a need to wanna provide an experience, right? I don't wanna just have my business just be centered around various Zoom, yeah. you know, events. Because I mean who walks away and says I mean you might walk away and say, "Oh real that wow, that was a really nice zoom call right yeah. um but but I you know I like and I also like to give things that are tangible that people can walk away with and you know uh so that was the struggle that has been the struggle during these COVID days is is do I have to pivot and and honestly, I don't want to yeah because it's not what my business is. I don't, you know, for any other, you know, event planners and what they're doing, that's that's on them. But for me, it's about the, lo- I'm selling more in the logistics of planning something and not just the event itself, right? You have people who are event planners who do, they're now making, I've heard on the news where this one event planner, she started making up, um, like you know flower arrangements for people for their homes and things for the holidays you know because obviously she's no longer doing big weddings right so that's the way she pivoted right and I'm sure it's not making up for her total loss but it's something right to keep her name out there I totally get that I totally get that but that's not my business that's not what I'm doing and that's not what I want to offer if I have to just wait it out until you know this two show pass,
0: yeah,
1: uh, then 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 that's what I'm gonna do. You know, I, I so that's the struggle. Like I didn't have the type of business that I wanted to pivot with. I had back in May, I was going to have a focus group for small for for small businesses, female small businesses, entrepreneurs, and I had already hired the facilitator for it and everything. Uh, I was going to provide a lunch and we were in a private room. That's what I like, you know, because I want people to be able to be in a room together to exchange and and to just really fellowship with each other. It's kind of hard to do that to me over Zoom you know, for me. Uh, So I canceled that. And even though the facilitator was contacting me about, oh, Terry, you know, I've done, we can do it on Zoom. We can still do the same thing. And, you know, I thought about it and I was like, it would probably work, right? You know, she still had, she had all the questions. She was the facilitator for the focus group. I could have had everybody on a Zoom, but I had already gone out and you know, I, at my events, I'm just no. I like to give away signature things, like branded items. That's my thing, right? So I had already gone out and bought a bunch of things that I was going to put in the thank you bags. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that on a Zoom? Right? I mean, then I have to say, oh, I can send you, it to everybody's house. I but going to say that you, you have to, send you it could do time that, time. right? Yeah. But it's just not the same. It's not yeah. the same as walking into a small intimate room and seeing nice little cute little bags on each the places, you know, it just that's the experience. Right. Um and that's again, that's what I'm passionate about. Um so that again that's been a struggle doing these COVID times for me. Feeling like I need to pivot, but I don't want to. And I'm listening to my gut and I'm saying I'm not. I'll just wait until you know we're able to even if it starts out smaller Size events, which is starting to happen, right? Yes, mm-hmm. where you're starting to be allowed to have, you know, smaller size groups in in, in certain restaurants and facilities. Exact,
0: you know. So we'll see, okay. but. We're going to get there. Trust me. We're getting uh, it, right. We're going to get there. I'm not going to get into politics on the podcast, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll we get there. there soon. We'll get there. Yes.
1: Yeah. I can wait it out, you know, cause I, 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 again, it's, I know what my passion is and it's not doing zoom yeah. conferences. Yeah, That's not what I want to do.
0: Okay. Um, so who are three people who influenced you the most? Three people.
1: Uh, my first and important, I'd have to say is my 94 year old grandmother who's still living. And I say her one is because she has always been the consistent in my life to tell me that you are here to serve others. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are very selfish in the world. Right. And that's not why we're here. You, you know, you're here to serve others in any way that you can find to do that. If it's in your work, if it's in what you, your play, you know, find ways to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you do that, you know, your life will be continuously blessed. Yeah. And that has definitely been true for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always trying to find ways to, to be there for others, to, to be proactive at giving to others, you know, um in my friendships and my family etc um so she would be definitely my number one um two would probably be uh, i had an old vice president uh back when i worked at american express her name was elizabeth langwith and i reported directly into her and i remember her pushing me to um to apply back then they used to have these, if you were like a high functioning associate, right. You could apply for a six month rotation in a manager role. Right. It was like an internship. And I remember her saying to me, you're going to, you're going to do this because I believe you're ready. And I remember saying, no, you know, cause I've always felt like, uh, you know, nervous and scared about, the unknown, right. Taking that chance and, and maybe even failing. Right. And I think that was probably my fear that I wouldn't do well in it. And she was like, no, I'm going to send you this application and you're going to fill it out. Yeah. And, and, and I know you're ready and I know you can do this. So I, she has been very influential to me in that reminder of when I had that fear of doing things that, I, you know, it's okay to take the leap. You know, trust yourself, trust your gut, and you're smarter than you think you are, right? So definitely her, because she's, you know, I probably reported into her probably over 15 years ago. So she always is someone who, you know, when people ask me who was the best leader I had, she's definitely my number one.
0: Okay.
1: You know, she forced me out of my comfort zone. And sometimes you need friends and colleagues like that, right? And she was definitely that person. And lastly, I would say um, my cousin's wife, her name is Jewel Good and Jewel Good is also an entrepreneur and she has an education consulting business, which I have worked with her on a lot of uh, different marketing and materials and brochures to help her um, better communicate her business to schools because she goes into schools and she she offers a slew of services to their teachers, as well as their principals and training and so forth. Um, and she's influential because she pushed me to do this. She pushed me, she helped me uh, get my LLC. What did I need to do? I mean, one day she was just like, I want you to come over to my house. And we just like, sat at the computer and she's just like, all right, what else? Let's, you know, you, you got to think of a name. What are you going to do with it? You know, like she, she was just like, and again, because she had already been in her business for maybe three or four years by that time, during that time. Mm-hmm. So I admired her for taking the leap herself and deciding she no longer wanted to be in the schools teaching, right? She wanted to be able to form her business where she's giving back to her community and teachers and finding ways to, to t- train these teachers better, particularly teachers in the urban communities, on how to teach our children. So um She's definitely on my, my third.
0: That is amazing. So you had three really good uh, people who influenced you in mm-hmm. the entrepreneurial world. That's amazing. Okay. Um, all right. So my next question, um, what are some skills that you think are important for uh, leaders when they're starting their own business?
1: Um, definitely patience. And being patient with yourself. Yes. <laughs> um, because I think some people might, you know, when, when you decided you want to go on the business and if you're not making the money you want to make right away, that can sometimes be extremely discouraging. Uh, which is why I would definitely encourage anyone who's thinking of it that it be your side hustle first and then you work your way into doing it full time because you have to have a lot of patience. A lot of businesses fail in the first three to five years. So that's something that you always have to keep in mind. So just being patient with with yourself and your business. And um, the other one would probably be flexibility. And being flexible would mean, again, there might be instances where you need to pivot so, you have to be prepared and ready to do that. So, I know that there has to be a certain amount of flexibility a person must have in their personality and not be always so rigid. Of course, depending on what the business is. Um, what's another? I would say um, being a good networker. Because once I started my business, what I did find out is I, I found ways to meet other entrepreneurs and find out my research on the different, um, places that were providing services for entrepreneurs, workshops for, for entrepreneurs, because when you're networking with other people who are also grinding, like you are, it helps you because, you know, and you never know how you might be able to work together. Yeah. Right. And when you work together, that also means I'm meeting some people, you know, you're meeting some people I know. So I think that being willing to be a good networker, I remember when I first started out. I remember at work when I worked corporate, I hated you know going to networking events and things like that because I don't like small talk. I can't stand it. Um, but in this business as being an entrepreneur, I had to force myself and force myself to go to networking events alone, right? Because when you go alone, then it forces you to have to, you know, sit down and start talking to people. And versus if you're there with somebody, you know, you're just going to sit there and talk to them. Right? right. So I would force myself to go alone. And I'm going to tell you, I have met, I've met a lot of, a, a lot of good people, good entrepreneurs that uh, that I follow. They follow me. Um, I've met some that I've, I've even worked with at my first event that I had, I had them do, if they, you know, they were a caterer, I had them cater about my food. So you just never know how you can help each other. So the networking is definitely important. And and lastly, but not any, definitely not any least important is money management. Um, Because it is your business and you have to know how to be, and be willing to invest in your business, right? But in order to make money, you got to spend money. So I think it's important to be able to manage your resources well. So that's the, that would probably be the last one for me.
0: Okay. And so I just want to piggyback off of what you said um, because you said that, you know, it had to have patience, um, networking skills. And um, another thing that I feel like an entrepreneur um, needs, and we kind of talked about it too when, you know, you and I were talking offline. <laughs> um, but I feel like they would also need um, the word I'm looking for I'm trying. To, I don't want to just say it, but um, they would also need um, a certain type of like a skill set that they would need to not just get out there and network with people. But they also need to be able to, you know, explain their business and uh, articulate it well. Exactly. And then also kind of like be a part of other businesses. Right.
1: Right. Right. Finding those those synergies. Right. Finding ways to incorporate what you do into what someone else does. For example, if I met a caterer, which I did um, and I'm having an event. Well, guess who are, you know, well, you know what, you know, I'm going to put you down on this event. You know, I'm going to let you come and cater to food. I've met photographers. I met a photographer at another um, event that I went to. It was like at, a, at someone's house. And she was just starting out. I hired her. I, you know, I got in touch with her. I got her information. I had her to do the photos at my event to take all the pictures. So it's it's definitely important, and which is a plus about networking, right? When you can find those ways to work together and collaborate, it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 it can only be a plus, right? It can only be a plus, and I think I'm always willing to do that, right? I think I'm all. That's one thing about me with my business is when I'm planning an event, I follow on Instagram. People in all different, um, have all kinds of businesses, right? Again, like I said, I'm I'm known for, you know, I'll have little giveaway bags and little, you know, gift bags and things like that. I will reach out to these. I reached out to someone who I was following, actually was a 13-year-old entrepreneur who started her own lip gloss line. I called Lip Bulbs. Mm-hmm. I got in touch with her, I inboxed her, and I said, I'm going to buy 60 of your lip bulbs. Can you send me an assortment? She was so, you know, her parents, of course, I'm sure they would, were involved in it as well. She's only 13 years old. Um, and I said, and can include business cards. And that's what she did. And I got them and I put them in the bags with the, you know, so I'm always, you know, I'm passionate about that. That's why on top of planning corporate level events, I also want to, I find the need because it's on my spirit to also create events for other entrepreneurs to yeah. participate in, to, to, be able to, you, you know, to for them to be able to come and even put themselves on display, whatever that might be. I'm interested in creating uh, workshops for small business owners, you know, particularly again, I'm, my focus on my niche market is um, women entrepreneurial women because they are the fastest growing entrepreneurs out here is women so for me I'm like well you know what because I know what I'm missing right like I was like well I wish there were more smaller workshops for me to go to. I wish there was a workshop that I can go to that talks about what legal uh, things you need to know, right? Whether it's trademarking, LLC versus versus whatever else, right? Um, so I would love to you know, have something like that where I have my own attorney who is a girlfriend of mine, I could hire her to come in and do that workshop, right? So have that workshop going on, while I might have a a workshop going on about social media and how to better use social media. Right. So everybody switches up and they go to what workshop they might need or switch off. Right. You're here for 45 minutes and then they switch off and you go here. Right. Like that's my vision. Right. And, and, you know, maybe even do a course on, you know, marketing and branding, because again, a lot of people don't know what they should be doing to properly, market to their target audience you know it's not a one size fit all so that is something that I'm equally passionate about not just you know working for someone else and creating events but also doing my own under the name of logistics with style you know presents these you know business workshops for women
0: yeah and that's a really good idea um I think we talked about that before but right yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, with that uh, being said, so we both know that entrepreneurship, the the road can be a tough road, right? So, in those difficult moments, how do you stay focused and continue to move forward?
1: I don't honestly, because it, again, it could be a lonely journey, and I think we've talked about that before entrepreneurship can definitely be a lonely journey because when you have most of your friends or family members that work nine to fives, they don't really get it. They tend to be like, girl, you better get you, you know, forget about all of that and just get you a regular damn going job, which, you know, I'm fine with doing that too, but I'm not going to drop the ball on again where my passion is because it's important for me to, to live my purpose, right? And to do what I was put here for before I leave this earth. And I know because I... When they say God will give you the desires of your heart, I know that's in my heart to do this business, right? So even if I decide, okay, yes, you need to have a nine to five, it's not going to deter me from doing what I what I know I have a gift to do and what I was put here to do, right? Um, so I think it's just important to, to just keep that in mind because I have days that I get up and I'm just like, you know, during this whole COVID thing, I've definitely been like, um, not today. I, you know, like I, I've neglected my IG. I was supposed to be updating new photos to my website and working with the the uh, company to do that. That I dropped the ball on that because it was just like, you know, what was that? March. By the third week in March, we weren't doing anything. Nothing's open. So you know what? I'm not gonna bother. So I try not to beat myself up. Right. So to me, that's the key is don't beat yourself up with it. You are entitled to have good and bad days. You're entitled to fall down. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. Right. And I know I've had a lot of days during these months of this covid and being in quarantine where I absolutely did not feel like even thinking about my business. Because, again, I knew no one, you know, who's thinking about planning, you know, having an event right now. Yeah. You know, nobody is, you know, people losing their jobs and, you know, that's just not where resources are going right now. Right. And I get that. So I just kind of just allowed myself to to feel. I allowed myself to to go through that and to just say, you know what, you're going to have ups and downs. Yep. And this is this is just happens to be a down right now. Um, but I, again, as we said, it's not going to last forever. And and once we're back to some level of normalcy, then, I, you know, I just pick up where I left off, you know, and hopefully I have even more momentum because I'll feel like I, I lost so much time, you know, with just going through this whole COVID period. Um, so I say that people just allow yourself to feel the way you feel, allow yourself to have a day or a week where you don't feel like doing anything. It's OK. You, you can't beat yourself up about it. And at the end of the day, the only person you have to be accountable to is yourself. You know, so that's the good thing with me. Like, I don't have a staff of people that I have to explain while I while I haven't done anything in, you know, in
0: th- in two, three months, right? <laughs> it's just me. So, and I'm okay with that. Entrepreneurship. Right. There's nobody to report to but yourself. There's
1: nobody to report to but yourself. You have no, you're only accountable to yourself. So, I allow myself to feel the way that I need to feel on that day, that week, that month, you know, and and then I just get back up again.
0: All right. So when you get back up, what makes you get back up? What, what feeling, what inspires you to get back up?
1: Usually because I might, I might have a conversation with my 26-year-old daughter who will be like, all right, ma, (laughs) you know what I mean? She's quick to be like, so what'd you do this week for your business? You know, she hasn't bothered with me lately because again, of this whole COVID. So she knows there's not a whole lot going on. But I will say the person who, when I've gotten into, you know, prior times when I've gotten into a slump, she would always be the one that I know who's, Looking at me, who's asking me questions, who's going to you know give me that tough love to say, "I'm uh, like nah, you, you know you need to get up or you you know so what are you doing today for your business? you know, like she'll start grilling really me like that. so what did what did you do this week for your business? Like she's ride me all the time, and that's what made me start reaching out to the different resources, you know. Um, The Women's Business Center for Entrepreneurship, that's in Chatham. I got involved with them. They had monthly meetings with entrepreneurs where I met a lot of women um, in business. So just trying ways to, you know, to get involved. I went to Rowrington Valley Community College. I took an entrepreneur assessment course there. So I just started you know, feeling like, okay, I'm not just sitting around every day, right? Even if I don't have, you know, people in my inbox about events, I'm going to continue to do things to educate myself, you know, and and to to give me that fire light. When you're around other people who have their own businesses, you realize they're going through the same things. Everybody has those same, you know, off and on days. So when you're able to share that, then you go, okay, you know, when you leave there, I have a whole... New attitude, you know. Once I once I've gone to one of the workshops, you know, I I leave out of there inspired and ready to do. All right, let's do this.
0: Yeah, and we've been having a lot of those days where you know you don't always feel inspired to do it. with me, it's just kind of like just push yourself, get up and do it. Because I always feel good after I do it. I'm just right. like, ah, I feel so good. But you right. know, getting out of bed is the is the tough it's thing, the hard part. Yeah, because you're ready hard to have it all day long. So it's right, like, exactly,
1: exactly. And of course, making you know, setting goals, weekly goals for yourself. I think yeah. that helps a lot too. Um, you know, and those weekly goals don't have to be a long list. Right, a goal could be three things. You know, because when you try to be, you know, an overachiever and have ten goals, you know, it's 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 too much, and it, and it's not meaty enough, right? And you could probably have two to three really meaty good goals to focus on for a week, and then once you get through those, you really feel like you've been productive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so, what would your parents uh, describe what you do for a living?
1: She would say she's an event planner. <laughs> she's a corporate event planner. Uh, when I had my signature event back in September um, of, what was that, 2019? Um, she came from Delaware and my, my whole family came. And so they, they know and they're clear on it. Like I said, this is something that even though I had not been doing it in my own business, I have been doing it for a long time for my friends, family, and you know. So, they they pretty much know that this is what I enjoy doing. So, that's what she just described it as. She's an event planner. <laughs> okay. okay. All
0: right. So, um, what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it?
1: My biggest failure probably staying in relationships too long. And those relationships don't necessarily have to be, you know, like romantic. They're also professional, right? Um, When I look at how long I stayed working at my last organization, 20 plus years is a long time. And I think that, again, I got comfortable Whereas I should have been willing to explore other opportunities because it's not like they didn't come my way during that time. But I think because, again, as a, I was raising my daughter on my own, so I felt like I have to stay where I feel secure. But now, in hindsight, when I look at how long, how much time I stayed in that one spot, I stunted a lot of my growth, right? Right. And that, again, when I say staying in relationships too long, whether it's romantic, whether it's professional, when we do that, we don't allow ourselves to grow, right? When you know you've outgrown a job, when you know you've outgrown a relationship, right, you're, you're, it's a detriment to your, to your personal growth. So I would have to say that that is probably one of my biggest failures, staying someplace too long.
0: Yeah, and that actually, and I think that's why, and I don't want to take everybody to church, but I think that's why God sometimes makes a big move in our life. And mm-hmm. we talked about this before. Um, we got to feel uncomfortable because we're so comfortable sometimes. Exactly, our spots is kind of like you know I'm so comfortable here. It's so cold, right? Right. We get removed right. like we what, what the heck is exactly? <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. And that, and that is definitely true because you know, I knew that. And that's why, you know, I I remember people were like, oh, how are you feeling about, you know, you know, your job being eliminated? And I was like, I'm fine with it. Cause I I knew that it was time. It's past time. Right. So I needed to be kicked out of that comfort zone because again, it was stunting my growth. There's so much more that, um, I still have to do and I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to walk in my purpose by being still there. Right. So I knew that it was like, nah, you see, your daughter's grown. She's finished college. You know, you don't have that to worry about anymore. You know, you you can be a little uncomfortable for a while. Right. Until you sort it all out. So that that's definitely uh, was, you know, my biggest failure. Staying around too long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We both share the same failure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: So um, what is your greatest fear and how do you manage it? Uh, my greatest fear is I have, I have probably seen one that's really deep. So I'm not going to say that one, but. Um, leaving this world, leaving this earth and not doing what I was meant to do, because I believe a lot of people do. Right. Um, so I think that's my biggest fear that I will, you know, not doing what I was put here on this earth born to do, right? We were all born to here to do something. And when I think about um, you know, everybody was how upset everybody was with Chad, you know, with Chadwick Bozeman's death, right? But think about what he left behind, right? Think about the legacy and he was only 43 years old, you know. So, while a lot of us, a lot of people are like, oh, he was so young and this, but, you know, God doesn't make mistakes, right? So, when you think about the impact that he had, and you didn't realize it until he passed away, right? Just how... Loved he was, just how admired and how, respect, how much respect people have for his body of work, right? He did not do anything that he didn't believe in doing. All his work was handpicked. He was not just going to do, you know, I'm not going to play the drug dealer. I'm not going to play the, you know what I mean? Those stereotypical roles. Yeah. He, left, he played big roles, right? James <laughs> Brown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it, Thurgood Marshall. The Black Panther, right? Yes. Those three big roles left such an an impact on everybody, right? So I believe that he did what he was meant to do, right? He did what he was meant to do in such a big way. And I and I and I'm sure that he probably when he's when you sit back and you think when he thought about it himself, like, I'm I'm at peace with this. Right. Because I, I live my purpose. I listened to the speech that he made at Howard University. Yes. And it was just so deep. Right. It was so deep about your purpose and your purposes. It's not you're not always going to be comfortable in the beginning. And you got to go through all these trials and tribulations to get to your purpose. So that's my thing. Like I just want to make sure that I that I live my purpose. Mm-hmm. And my biggest fear is not being able to. So because I don't want to leave, you know, and I want to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and leaving impacts. I have to continue to pursue what's in my heart in terms of my business and what I enjoy doing and not worry about, you know, how many people, you know, might call for my services. If I have to, if I have to put my gift out there by way of producing and designing my own events, which is what I did for my first signature event, event back in September, then that's what I'll do. And that event was about to give not only myself um, promotion and what I do, but I also allowed other entrepreneurs to come in and display their, their, what they sell, whether it was product, service, et cetera. And it was successful. So if that is what I end up being known for, then that's fine. Right. Because I know that I'm again, that I'm giving something back. And that's what's important to me.
0: you living in your purpose,
1: living in my purpose. No, and, and God will help me figure out how I have to navigate around to bring that to fruition.
0: Take us to church,
1: Perry. Take us. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to. You know, that's one thing I am. I, I'm a believer. Yeah. So um and 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 all this time that I have not been working at at the corporate you know level of work um I've still been provided you know my my needs are all met um and I'm allowed to you know to really think about how I want to uh move on my business once things open up for us you know I my next again my next um event will be because it is something I'm passionate to do will be I will pick up back on doing uh, planning my um, my focus group for female entrepreneurs because I want to find out what's missing. I want to find out what you need. I want to find out what kind of events that I can produce that will be beneficial to women and the growth of their businesses. So that is something that I'm very passionate
0: about. Um, So what advice would you give someone who is pursuing a career similar to you?
1: uh do your research because as I said earlier there are a lot of planners event planners and you have to figure out what's different about what you do right because I can hire you know you know everybody like I said knows an event planner so what's you know what is there that you can offer that isn't already out there you know what's different about what you're doing as an event planner versus what someone around the corner is doing. So I think doing your research is very important and honing in on, you know, you have to have a niche. It can't just be, I want to be an event planner. Right. And what, what I learned is again, you have to, you have to figure out, but who are you targeting? You know, and once you figure out who you're targeting, then you get even more and more granular from there. Right. And how, again, if I'm just targeting females, if I'm just targeting females of this age group, you know what I mean? So you really have to you you have to. I I remember when I was speaking to someone at um, the Women's Business Center for Entrepreneurs and they assigned me with a, a entrepreneurial coach. And in our first session, she was asking me, okay, I get your corporate event plan. What what kind of companies do you want to work for? Well, small businesses. Well, how, you know, when you say small, what do you mean by small? Because there are small businesses that have, you know, I don't know, um, 100 people, but they have big budgets. That's small. And then you have small businesses that have, you know... Uh, you know, uh, three thousand people. You yeah. know, compared to a company that might have ten thousand, like say, for instance, like an American Express, right? So you have to, you 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 really have to do your research to know exactly, you know, who you're going to market to. You, you know, and again, I was saying small businesses, and she really challenged me to say, well, how small? you know, you do your research and research, you know, small businesses in New Jersey. I was bringing up names that I had never even come I'd never even heard of, and were considered to be small and mid-sized, but they had huge budgets, yeah. right? small. So when you say small, do you mean financially small, or do you mean people small, right? So all of that, I had to um, dig deeper mm-hmm. to figure out, yeah, again, you, you, you have to, you really have to do your research, so that way you know how you're going to how you're going to market. So that would be my, my advice. Do your research. (laughs) Okay. Um,
0: any other advice for, um, somebody starting a single business?
1: Um, anything other than what I've said, uh, make sure you stay around people who are going to be your cheerleader,
0: Mm.
1: you know, and less of a less around negativity, um, I found that, you know, and it could be friends or family, you know, people who are just not going to continue to tell you, girl, you better do that. Don't listen. You better do that shit. You know, you could do it. You know, oh, you're doing a great job. Yes. Anything you go to, I support this and that. You know, you want to be around people who are going to be your cheerleader, who are going to support what you're doing. Um, and I've learned that I, I don't, I watch people. It's not because, again, it's not in so much what they say, it's in what they do in terms of their support, right? Um, but it's definitely important to be, to get rid of the noise and the people who are not speaking positivity into what you're trying to do. Because, again, it can't, you know, this entrepreneur journey is is, is tough and it can be very lonely because, again, people, not everybody has that same mindset that you do to want to have your own business, you know, and when you're not hanging out with people who, who don't understand. And even if they don't have their own business, I still want to make sure that they are people that are encouraging me. Right. And not people that are like, girl, forget about that. You just better go get something because I don't know if that's going to work. And you know, I just don't, I don't need that negativity because I fight with that by myself. Right. In my head. Right. I don't need to hear it from you on top of what constantly sometimes is going on in my head. Yeah. So it's enough having to ward out that negativity on my own. I don't need any help with it, you know? So I think it's important to surround yourself, make sure your circle is a supportive circle yes. and um, sever the ones that aren't because they're not, they're, they're just not going to do any good, any good, you know? It's going to be that that negative energy and you just don't need it. You don't need it.
0: And they're not going to understand what you're doing either. So, Right. N- not at all. Not at all. So um, what are the best resources that helped you um, along the way of your entrepreneurial journey? Um, like I said, I got involved.
1: I did a lot of research to find out what, what services are out here for. Particularly, there's a lot of services out here for women entrepreneurs, a lot. Um, like I said, the Women's Business Center of, of Entrepreneurship, which is in Chatham, New Jersey, they were extremely helpful Um, When I went there, they have services if you need to talk to somebody about um, becoming a um, non-for-profit, you know, if you need help on how to, you know, create your LLC, you know, write a business plan. If I was someone who needed to uh, go to the bank for money, right, you got to have a business plan, right? So they have someone there that'll help you write your business plan. So extremely helpful. I will recommend them to anybody. Um, Rutgers University Newark also has a small business center down there they were very helpful um, still are um, so I would definitely recommend them and again just finding other resources that you can which is simply a google search right I mean a lot of these that I found I just did it by you know Google searching and then also networking. If you're networking with other entrepreneurs, they might know things that are going on that you don't know about. Right. Um, and that's basically also how I found out about um, Rutgers, Newark, how they have their small business center down there. I found that out because I went to another workshop with a woman that owned her own you know, three laundromats in, in Newark. She was telling me about it. So I think it's just keeping your eyes and your ears open, and when you're networking um, and using social media to your advantage. I mean, Instagram. I, you know, I've started to follow um, a number of other entrepreneurs, and you see things that they post. You know, that help that you might not know about. So that's definitely where the resources that help me. I would have to say,
0: dropping some gems in the episode for our listeners. <laughs> that's great. Okay, so here's my signature question for my podcast. All right. Okay. So, um, what is something unique that no one knows about you or your business?
1: Uh, something unique that no one knows about me. You? I, are. I, I, I I'm I'm definitely OCD. Okay. No, and I, I think.
0: No, uh, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, I I, I definitely. Um, okay. And, and, and some of that carried over to my business, right and, and how things I need things to be and, and and just compulsive about you know things being perfect
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know I think and, and I someone said people who always have to be perfect that's that's an insecurity. but I don't I don't know if it's that. I think it's just I, I want to make sure that when people walk into something that I've produced that again that I'm leaving this wow
0: yeah you
1: know she didn't leave any any rock you know what is it what is the expression nothing was left unturned you know no stone was left unturned unturned, right because when I go to things when I go to different events with people those are things that with the OCD I'm looking at everything oh those tablecloths I hate when they have wrinkled tablecloths I don't wanna, you know, it's, it's every little thing. Well, why does she put it? She should have put the cups here. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? And, um, at, at home, you know, when I leave my house, I probably check, you know, do, doing things the same time, doing things over and over again. Right. Making sure the stove was off, making sure the door is locked, making sure this plant is here. Oh, somebody moved this. Let me move it right back there. So just all those little, um, that's definitely, uh, Something that people don't know about me. Um, some might be. Some might say I'm not surprised. You know, like my really close friends, they probably would say I'm not surprised. That's def- that's definitely something that you are. But
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, you think you know somebody. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Right. Now. Now, the next time we get together, you'll be looking at little things that. I t- yeah, I'll be like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is this good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me
0: move this here. Oh no! not pretty. That's all day (laughs) okay so is there any question that you wish I asked you on the podcast that you want to discuss quickly before we end
1: um I don't think so I think your questions were very thorough and um hopefully I answered them all thoroughly as well Uh, I can't think of anything that I wish you would have asked me but didn't and if you didn't, I think I probably found a way to to segue and get it in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's probably. I think this was pretty thorough. Okay.
0: So, where can our listeners connect with you online?
1: Online, you can connect with me. I have a Facebook, but I really, I you know, I my business for my Facebook there is a page there, but I'm not as active there as I'm more active on Instagram. So on Instagram, um, I can be found at logistics with style and on obviously my website is logistics with style and grace.com. So that's where they can find me. And, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting through this, this pandemic (laughs) that we're in so that way I can get back to business and get back to, you know, get back to my planning, get back to my, you know, the workshops that I haven't, you know, the things that I, that I know that I envisioned that I want to do and bringing, you know, just making them happen. So, but thank you for uh, having me, Kelly. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. And everybody, thank you for checking out episode 002 from the Business Hour Podcast. And good night, everyone. Good
1: night.